Coming up on Just for Sport, we're going to talk about the NFL championship game, my gut check picks, and some prop bets I like. NBA trades at All-Star Weekend. Will there be the big blockbuster trade? And why I'm not watching the Olympics. That's all coming up on Just for Sport. All right, what's up, people? This is Just for Sport with Jamoke. I am here with you. We're going to talk about the NFL championship game. We're going to talk about the Olympics that I have not been watching. But we're first going to start with the NBA. And the one thing that came up in my mind is... in, in to act like I don't 100% understand why because he is LeBron James but everybody's waiting to see what the Lakers will do and one story that stuck out for me that I really was kind of surprised is there was talk of and I said it on this podcast before some time ago that LeBron James is going to continue to play because he wants to play with his son I am cool with that I am cool with that but the same time if LeBron is like I don't care what team it's on I just want to play with him it's not a big deal but to me it kind of goes to legacy like just it's just it's like what do you want your legacy to be and I guess maybe there's part of it that's like man I always was hoping that a legacy would be playing with your your hometown team when you were drafted by Cleveland. And I think now it's just become a thing where it's just this where do you, where what are you retiring as? The legacy of Cleveland, Miami, and the story franchise of the Lakers are all in some ways a little tarnished because it's like, it's almost like been rent a player. There's no loyalty. You know, I think the most exciting thing or the thing I feel like LeBron will be remembered most for is, I mean, his all around talent is amazing. But I think going back to Cleveland and winning the championship, I don't think, I, I just feel like the Miami Heat championships are like, okay, whatever. I mean, they're championships. I shouldn't denigrate them like that. I mean, you, they are championships. They are. But I think everybody's going to think about Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade coming on that team and be like, well, you know, the team was kind of orchestrated to win. And I guess every team is in a, in a way. Yes, that's true. But there was something special about that Cleveland championship. 
The Lakers winning in the bubble, okay, but not really. I feel like to an extent everybody's going to say, yeah, all right, but the bubble was really a unique circumstance. And not, and again, it's not about taking away from the championship as much as I am more um, ranking the championships. And when LeBron James is retired, and they're like, oh, well, what jersey are you going to have retired? Now it's like you're going to have a, like a patchwork jersey especially if he goes to whatever team drafts his son he's like oh, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna sign a one-year deal or a 10-day contract let me just say i played with him and i'm out i hope it doesn't come to that and maybe maybe the lakers will be able to draft him but you know what's funny is i could see another team drafting him just so either they get to have lebron have to come play on their team or they make the Lakers have to trade for him on draft night and ask for a king's ransom, which LeBron James is considered the king. And yeah, he and the Lakers will have a ransom to give them. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's such an old team now. I hate saying that because I like some of the guys on that team. The other night when the Lakers beat the Knicks, and I, my gut check pick was, yeah, I'm picking the Lakers to win that game. And then they were down by a lot. Malik Monk came alive. And you're looking at that team. You're like, okay, it's got Anthony Davis. But the rest of the team is just, it's an older team. And that takes me to trades. Yeah, there's a lot of trade buzz. There's rumors. No, this player's going here. This player's going there. I'm not quite feeling that there is a big trade that will happen. Um, on a superstar level. But I do like some of the trades for teams. CJ McCollum. Going to the New Orleans Pelicans. They need a shooter. They need Zion back. But now C.J. McCollum, in many ways, may be able to blossom a little bit. If you will. Because he and Lellard were sharing the ball in Portland. Or the, the scoring responsibilities, if you will. And now, maybe C.J. can kind of just come alive. But he needs Zion there. That could be a really good tandem. That could be a really good tandem. The Clippers getting Robert Covington and Norman Powell is a good trade for, for I'd say, for Portland. I'm not quite sure, excuse me, for the Clippers. I'm not quite sure what it's doing for Portland. I don't know what Portland's doing. But if Kawhi was coming back with Tyron Lue, was like, oh, no, he's probably not coming back this year. Like, ha oh, man, that would have been amazing. I mean, that would have been a stacked Clippers team. If you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Robert Covington, Norman Powell, to what's already there on that team, I like that. The Utah Jazz trading Joe Ingles. 
I mean, I think that's more because they, I don't know what's wrong. They weren't playing Joe Ingles, and I thought that Joe Ingles was a really good score. But, you know, trades happen. But the trades that we are waiting to happen, I don't know if they will. When is Ben Simmons going to get traded and where? I thought, you know, I don't know. When there was talk about Harden going to the Sixers, I thought that was like, okay, we're talking next season, right? But it's like, oh, no, they're talking right now. Now, you know I've always talked about Ben Simmons being able to go to the Nets would be a good deal. But I was thinking if it was Kyrie for Ben Simmons because Kyrie could play more games because Philly doesn't have the same vaccine mandate that the New York State and City has. But for James Harden, oh, I don't know about that. I mean, granted, I don't know what's been happening with James Harden lately with his scoring. And they're talking about him coming back and playing with Daryl Morey, who is, you know, leading the front office in Philly. But the Nets can't afford to get rid of more scoring. Ben Simmons is not a two-guard. I don't know. I mean, maybe this game's going to flourish, but I tell you what, if 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 what Ben Simmons has been talking about that mentally he's not doing well, New York ain't the place to be. And I wasn't even thinking about that when I was saying trade form. But that was because it was like for Kyrie, and so I was like, but Harden and KD could still be the scores. But if he goes there, I don't know if he's going to be able to handle that. Because I think if I'm a front office and really the fans, they're going to want to see scoring. And they're going to probably want to see scoring out of Ben Simmons. When it was Harden and Durant, it's like, okay, they can handle the scoring. And, you know, it's not like Ben Simmons can't score at all. But the responsibility wouldn't necessarily fall on him. And I think if you let Harden go, then the responsibility does fall on him a little bit more with scoring, especially with Kyrie playing part-time. I don't like it. I don't like the deal. And the other trade that I have not heard a lot about is Jalen Brown. I'm wondering if he's going to go somewhere. You know, just like, in many ways, just like C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard always being together, I feel like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are always a tandem. And if we find out that Jalen Brown gets traded at the trade deadline, you know, maybe it frees him up to be a superstar on his own. I I would kind of like that. But at the same time, I was hoping that was for Bradley Beal. And now Beal is shutting it down for the season, so it puts him out of the trade well I mean I guess no team would want to trade for a player that's injured but if it's Bradley Beal maybe boss is like we'll take him we'll still take him maybe that's going to be a sign and trade down the road but we'll see what happens with Jalen Brown too the deadline's closing later today on Thursday
And the only other one is the Russell Westbrook. I think I, you know, if LeBron James is is the one who can decide this, then I say make the move. Russell Westbrook for John Wall. Free Wall. But more importantly, I feel like, you know, you don't know what you're going to get from Russell Westbrook one night to the next. The big bricks. Then all of a sudden he'll score 30. But I think also his ego, what he brings to a team, I feel like John Wall has just like, yo, I just want to play. And I think that's a better circumstance for the Lakers. So I hope that trade happens today. And that could be a one-for-one. As I mentioned, their contracts are very similar. It would be crazy, probably making history the first time within probably, what, a two-year period that two players have been traded for each other like this? On different teams, too? So let's hope it happens. I hope it happens. I have not been watching the Olympics. I'm just really not into it. And maybe part of it is figure skating. I know I made that tweet the other day um, about how I got... I don't know. I, I just... I wasn't really understanding what's going on with figure skating. I'm not really paying attention to the commentary. We got a Russian figure skater and Camilla Valieva. Is that how you say her name? Doping. Michaela Schifrin has fallen twice on two of her events. And you know, NBC Sports as well have been like pumping Michaela Schifrin and she hasn't performed well. So it's like then you end up just watching a bunch of skiers that you probably don't know because you mostly heard Michaela Schifrin, Michaela Schifrin, Michaela Schifrin. And I hope she does well. I want her to do well, but she hasn't. But I'm just really not into the Olympics overall. Like, I don't care about these stories. I just... You know, I mean, if the drama is that this Russian skater failed a drug test and now she may win gold, it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? I mean, even in the Russian Olympics, like, when are we going to learn about Russians in the Olympics? They shouldn't be competing. They're supposed to be banned for drug violations anyway. And the fact that they're allowed to race under ROC versus Russia, or excuse me, compete under ROC versus Russia, they're still Russian athletes. And it's proving it to us right here. Right here. If you're going to ban them, you got to ban the athletes. It's not just a flag. Ban the athletes. It's a farce. So no, I'm not watching. As much as I find curling to be exciting when I'm actually... I was going to play it once in, in the, uh, in the, at this place up in Maryland. And I was kind of like, oh, that'll be cool. But watching it, no... You know, I'm not interested in Sean White. It's just, it just doesn't interest me. Snowboarding. I mean, Chloe Kim, I'm glad for her. She gets a gold in a half pipe run. I'm just like, outside of that, I'd never be watching a half pipe run. You know, there's some great stories, Nathan. Chin gets a gold medal 
after a tragic or crushing loss four years ago? Okay. The sixth American to win the singles figure skating title, but only the second since 88? That's kind of cool. I was there in 88, actually. Not, sorry, excuse me, not at the Winter Olympics, but I went to the Summer Olympics in 88, excuse me. And the last thing, I think, you know, it's what's going on in China. It just kind of dampers the excitement for me. I feel like IOC is corrupt. I feel like the human rights issues in China is not necessarily something that, you know, I want to support. So i just not really watching. And I feel like so I want to be able to separate the two, but I have a hard time separating the two. I really do. We got the best game of the year coming up. But it's also sad because for me that means that football is almost over. It's almost over. We've got one game left. NFL championship game. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the funny thing is the game is played in L.A., but the Rams are the visiting team. And I was saying, I think I said in my last podcast, too, uh, I wonder if the Rams get to use their home locker room. How funny would that be if they were like, no, you got to give that up to Cincinnati because they're the home team. And maybe they do. I should have looked it up myself, and I just haven't. But the Super Bowl is here. The Super Bowl is here. I'm going to do my gut check pick. Maybe I'll do it last after I do all of some of my prop bets. But the one thing that I wanted to talk about when I think about this Super Bowl and it makes me think about, um, you know, making an informed pick, the spread's at plus four and a half. The Bengals are the home dog, if you will. But it's in L.A. You know, it's really the L.A. Rams are the home team. I don't like the conversation about the offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals. Not just is it who day for the Bengals, period, but it's who day for the offensive line. And I think they're getting a bad rap. Yes, they're going to be going up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller on the defensive side of the ball with the Rams. They got Jalen Ramsey as a cornerback for the Rams. Yeah, that's a formidable defense. That is a formidable defense. But the reason why I'm like, you know what? I think we're not giving enough credit to the offensive line. It's because they're playing in the NFL championship game, y'all. All of this talk, all of the talk about, oh, they're, they're not a good offensive line. That's the one area that they have to improve. Now, I'm not saying they don't have to improve it. But what I'm saying is, why can we just not give them credit? for actually being in this game. They're here. So whatever you want to say about the offensive line not being what you think they should be or could be, the bottom line is that they're here. And let's give them credit for that. 
Joe Burrow, it was a funny stat that I was listening to another podcast. Shout out to Tony Kornheiser Show, which I do listen to. He had James Carville on, and James Carville talked about how Joe Burrow hasn't lost a playoff game since that amazing run by LSU in the playoffs. Like, every time they've been in the playoffs, he's undefeated. That's like, oh, wow. I mean, I know, obviously, it includes college, but it's still just kind of like, you know, yeah, some, some, he's been able to, he's, he's had a good run. I love the, him playing with Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. I think they've played very well together. I really like their team. And granted, they may not have everything that L.A. has. L.A. has in some ways not bought a championship, but they've built a championship team. Traded for Odell Beckham. It'd be fun to see him get it. We got the pick connection. Aaron Donald on the Rams. Tyler Boyd on the Bengals. A lot of things I'm going to like about this game. But I feel like this game is a little more even than we think. Two young head coaches going at it in the Super Bowl. It's going to be fun. I am really excited about it. There's some fun facts with the Super Bowl, too, that you can pay attention to. Neither defense is ranked in the top 10. Matthew Stafford. It's only the second Super Bowl where two quarterbacks were drafted number one overall. Matthew Stafford, I like the story of him, you know, coming from the Detroit Lions. That is a franchise that has never been able to win. And now to see Stafford in the Super Bowl his first year with the Rams, that's pretty cool. I mean, Stafford never been to the playoffs, and now here he is. In the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup is going to be ridiculous. I mean to think he leads the NFL in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. And is now playing in the Super Bowl. Hopefully, unlike in Tampa Bay, the Cup will not runneth over. And be wide open. So we hope. Some interesting things. Teams wearing the white jersey have won 14 of the last 17 Super Bowls, and the Rams will wear white. I think, unfortunately, I picked probably too much with my heart. Cincinnati has never won a Super Bowl. The 12 teams that haven't. So it'd be, I kind of would like to see them win one. It would be nice. All right, and as I go into my gut check picks here, and I'm adding some prop bets to the gut check picks. For the game, for the game, the Rams are favored at minus four and a half. I don't know. I want to take the Bengals at plus four and a half because I think the game will be closer. 
it will come down to a field goal or can't be come down to a field goal or two but I meant that to say that I think the field goal kickers will be scoring more than we ex we maybe expect them to I don't know if that's the right answer because I think that with the defenses being ranked 15th and 17th you know I think we'll see a lot more scoring or I would love to see a lot more scoring but I do think the game will be closer I think the Rams will win but I'm taking the Bengals at minus four and a half. I think the game will be closer than what we are expecting. But then we've got some other prop bets here. Super Bowl MVP. If the Rams win, then it should be. It's, you know, probably you're going to think it's a Matt Stafford at plus 100. But I think if the Rams win, you can get a Cooper Cup at plus 600, right? Maybe he's going to have a big game. So take a Cooper Cup. And maybe you can wait until it gets closer to the game day to make some of these picks. Maybe some of these numbers drop or rise. I go back to a Washington football team Super Bowl when Timmy Smith ran all over the place on the Denver Broncos. So maybe you can go with a Cam Akers at plus 3,500 for the Rams. How about that? If it's another wide receiver and Cooper Cup is, is being shut down a little bit, OBJ is at plus 2,800. I don't know if a defensive player will get an MVP. But on the flip side, Joe Burrow is at plus 225. Jamar Chase is at plus 800. My pick right now is the Cooper Cup. I think the Cup will runneth over at plus 600. He finds a way to get open. So I got him as my Super Bowl MVP. Will the Rams win the coin toss and win the game? You can get a yes at plus 170. So that's my pick there. Cam Akers to score the first touchdown and Joe Mixon to score the second touchdown? I could see that. It may start as a, a running game at first. I got that at, as a plus 5,500. You can also get Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase to both score receiving touchdowns and Joe Mixon and Cam Akers to score receiving, I mean, rushing touchdowns at plus 1,400. I like that as well. I'm taking that as a pick. You've got some, you know, first place specials. Is it a rush? But the rush is minus 145. A pass is plus 115. I'm taking the rush at, plus, at minus 145. I'm looking for some of the crazier picks, too. The first score. Well, I wouldn't consider necessarily a score, but you can get Cam Makers as a first score at plus 750. Cooper Cup at plus 500 is, is a good pick, too. I think the Rams get the ball first and score first, and I can see them going up top, going up top to Cooper Cup. You can get Odell Beckham at plus 900. Cincinnati Bengals first touchdown scorer Joe Mixon at plus 275 or plus or Jamar Chase at plus 300 maybe Tyler Boyd can get in there too you can get him at plus 750 because they're going to be you know keeping an eye on Jamar Chase 
so you can get that as well there's a lot of picks here that you can go for a lot more than you probably bargained for maybe it's not uh to your liking to have to put that much money on the line to go for a lot of prop bets. But I'm giving you a couple that I'm looking at. And then the over-under. What will you do with this over-under? So I think because both defenses are ranked outside the top 10, and just because I like scoring, I'd like to see the over at 48 and a half. I could see a 31-27 Super Bowl. That's why I like to see. Maybe that's what I'm going to stick with. That's my final score, 31-27. Four points. So I still get my gut check pick right. Money line, the Rams are minus 200. The Cincinnati Bengals are plus 170 if you want to play that there. But I'm going to take the over at 48 and a half. Let's see some scoring. But of course, then again, I'm picking with my what I want to see. I'm taking the over. And those are my gut check picks. My big one, yes, I said I think the Rams will win, but I'm taking the Bengals at plus four and a half. And there you have it. And I hope you enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. I will enjoy my Super Bowl weekend. We'll see what happens on the flip side of this trade deadline. That will be interesting as well. And that'll do it for Just For Sport. I'm Jamoke Davis. There's a lot of picks you can play on prize picks with this NFL championship. So check it out. I got a promo right here in the description and a link for you to download prize picks and use it to enjoy, enhance your NFL championship game experience. To the window! Ciao for now. better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports well look no further than prize picks prize picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game why because it's so easy to use and win you can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day right now we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the just for sport podcast all you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code j for sport and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the prize picks app today.